How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Poddiva. This is Pod Diva. If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your weekly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley. You might know me as Helena Peabody on The L Word. Today, Pod Diva is proud to bring you Ali Hendry's Relationship Room with guest Jenny Williams. Jenny is CEO of the charity Enhance the UK, a charity run by disabled people, and hosts the social media platforms known as Undressing Disability. Together they discuss rewriting your sexual blueprint, unpacking intersectional identity, and how to be an effective ally. And when you finish listening to this podcast, take a look at our extensive Pod Diva archive with over a hundred original interviews to explore. Then go out and grab yourself a copy of Diva magazine to hear more about all things LGBTQIA+. Pod Diva. Welcome to Pod Diva and the Relationship Room. My name is Ali Hendry. My pronouns are she, her. I am so excited to bring a guest to you today. Hello. Oh, it's really nice to see you again. I love seeing you. So hi, I'm Jenny Williams and I am the CEO of Enhance UK and my pronouns are also she, her. Great to see you too. So how did you get into your work? Oh, a long time ago. It was a lot. It was a long time ago. I, I was working in care homes. I, I've always worked in, in social care all my life. I'm 44 now. So I started kind of when I was 16 and I was working in various different settings. I really noticed two things. One, as a hearing aid user, I was working for, in inverted commas, environments that should be supporting disabled people. And actually they were to a certain extent of the people that they were looking after but it was very much a kind of infantilization looking after doing for and actually when the staff were concerned there were no there was no representation there was no disabled people and so I would be going into meetings and videos were being shown for example and there were no subtitles or people would turn their backs to me or 
I was exhausted constantly having to reiterate saying hello I'm actually a disabled person here you know this environment is really disabling me because I wasn't a wheelchair user maybe you know it just got forgotten really quickly it wasn't taken into account and my dad lost his hearing completely when he was 40 um, and he was head teacher he had to retire he lost he had to change everything and I'm just thinking I, I don't want that to happen to me that scares me and then at the same time I was supporting the people that I was you know working with and looking in people have care plans that are in um, care settings and I've always really been interested in the sexual needs of disabled people or just people I was looking in people's care plans and I was like why is there nothing in people's care plans about their relationship status or their, you know, anything to do with their sexual expression or sexual needs? We didn't use the, the term sexual expression then, but now, now we do. And of course, there was nothing. And then when I tried to have these conversations, you know, with the managers, etc., that was really shut down, you know. And so I felt like I was being shut down in that area. I felt like I was being shut down on my own to be able to kind of work as, as a disabled woman in that environment. I just thought, no, I feel like there's something out there that, 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 that I can do that's, dare I say, better than this. And that's how it started, really. It's a bit of a dream, if you like. And I think I got knocked back more times than I can possibly tell you. People were like, yeah, this is never going to amount to anything. You're never going to be able to do this. I, I also have I'm neurodiverse. I always have dyslexia, and that affects me in many ways. And I always put myself down you know, academically, massively. So I was like, maybe I can't do this. But then there was that little bit of me that, it comes with the beauty of having dyslexia I think of being able to think laterally you're telling me that I can't do it but that means I can <laughs> I'm gonna do this it's been a long process don't get me wrong it's been like 15 years now of really working to set enhance the UK up to get to the point that it is now and trying to get people to take this subject seriously which dare I say people are more and more so now yeah, it's so important uh, to raise that awareness and also to be those voices where voices historically have been put down, marginalised, not listened to, diminished. What are some of the other challenges that have come up around individuals coming to you and saying, look, my sexuality, my sexual expression is not being recognised? How else is that showing up in society and in interactions with organisations, with, as you say, professionals who are in charge of people's care plans? let's think of care side first a lot of people that we work with because we run tra we've written training so we've we run training for care staff and a lot of the time the intention is really good right so that that's really important to say that the intention is good but what locks people down and shuts people down is when we're taught about sex you know we are taught maybe maybe not the younger generations but kind of from kind of you know 25 up that sex is between a man and a woman, sex is between two people who love each other, sex is when you get married, like all these things that have been kind of pushed upon us. So it's really about us changing people's perceptions and asking, what did you learn about sex? And then breaking that down and going, you know what, all these, a lot of these things you're telling us are values, they aren't facts. And factually they're incorrect. So we need to reframe about the way that we look at sex and actually even the fact that sex is penetrative sex, because of course we know that's not the only thing that sex is. But actually when people think about that, a lot of people think they think, oh, oh you know, that, that, that's what it is. So that's a big challenge about getting people to reframe what sex actually looks like. 
and being comfortable a lot of people are uncomfortable talking and thinking about it about themselves let alone supporting somebody else and then of course you have safeguarding which is huge we have to look after disabled people we have to wrap them up in cotton wool and then bound them in red tape and not let them do anything because safeguard safeguard and actually really looking at people to try and again reframe it and looking at the least restrictive option to let people have a life so that that's a massive massive challenge and then obviously not everybody's in care that is kind of from that side of you know that side of things and then you've got the media quite often you don't really see a disabled person unless it's portrayed in a oh this person has to pay for a sex worker when it's talking about sex and I'm so bored of that narrative I'm so bored of it so, so that's another challenge and I say the third biggest challenge is people not actually understanding what disability is because people think wheelchair users straight away and that's a very small percentage actually like five percent 80 percent of disabled people have hidden disabilities 83 percent of disabled people were not born disabled so we acquire our disability because our bodies change but again, it's about reframing to non-disabled people what disability actually means and looks like. And actually, there's probably loads of people you know that are disabled. It's just hidden and people aren't speaking about it. So it's a mixture of all of those things. And I think for me, the key is educating people, talking about it, re-educating. And that's the beauty in some ways of things like TikTok, because people are what this good, bad and ugly, right? But the beautiful thing of it is, is there are lots of people watching TikToks and people are going, oh, God, that's me. That's me. Oh my goodness. And going, and they're not feeling like an alien. And then they're completely alone and being able to find other people out there and communities out there. So it's definitely that's a positive thing for sure. Gosh, so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's really, really got me thinking. I think it's really important for individuals to understand bodies are changing in themselves and that if we can get away from those blueprints and those models that say this is what it has to look like then we're getting into that playfulness that size that freedom moving into pleasure rather than performance and we're able to look at actually this is what my body can do you and I or my partner or partners you and I are constantly learning about our own bodies and each other's bodies that doesn't just stop and so if we go in with that curiosity piece then actually we've got a great place to start and really interesting in what you're saying in terms of how the discomfort around talking about sex and sexuality I was talking to a sex coach recently and in fact they were talking about sex workers as well and they were talking about how some carers will not program in certain words into disabled people's lexicons when they're using that communication mode where, where are we at? Because you said things are not, you know, they're getting a lot better. Where are we at and where would you like things to be? I'm really glad you touched on that because that was a big part of why I, um, I used to be a communication support worker. And that was one of my biggest things, you know, you're programming, you know, things into someone's communication, whatever that may be. You're choosing their language. And again, I think that massively comes down to education. And somebody contacted me recently, actually, and she was a speech and language therapist. And she was saying, I really listened to, I did a podcast recently, actually with Rosie Jones. Her and I were talking about this kind of internalized ableism, you know, that a lot of people carry. You know, she massively feels the same having it. She's got a speech impairment. 
so she heard this me talking on this podcast and got in contact which is great and my answer back to her is like it's not just about programming in someone's um communication aid and say putting you know words like vibrator masturbate you know whatever it is you put in because if you do that and then the staff aren't educated then where does that leave that person completely and utterly frustrated so it has to be a two-prong approach you have to be educating the staff and talking to the disabled people themselves and saying this is what needs to happen but where are we at with it we're in the 90s that's where we're at with it I'd love to say we've come loads further in that area we absolutely haven't it's not prioritized as a charity we run general disability awareness training you know we're booked up for months ago you know nothing to do with sex and disability it's just general doing access audits we're booked up for months and months and months when it comes to the sexual expression side of training we're not and we're not because it's not seen as a priority and that is just so sad that people's mental health is just just being damaged so much and if you don't mind me saying just a quick thing on the end of that like real personal um I got hit with something called lichen sclerosis um a few years ago and it came out of a bolt like a blue and it basically affects my vagina affects my vulva um it's an autoimmune condition lots of women have it lots of people don't think they still call it a rare a rare disease it's not rare it's just because women's health people don't speak about it so I have vulvodynia and lichen sclerosis so basically chronic pain in my vulva all the time I set a charity up for my future self 15 years ago and it kind of proves the point right it can happen to you at any time and even though I have been advocating this for all of these years it took a huge amount for me to start talking about this publicly and openly so I am not pushing it on people that they should be talking about their sexual I, I understand how difficult that is what a personal thing that is to talk to people about something so private to maybe a carer or somebody coming in that you've never met before oh no I don't trust you I don't know you now I'm talking about my vulva or my penis like what but the more we normalize this the more we more we make it just run in the mill you know uh, questions in you know care plans or anything that we're doing Again, I'm very aware that not everybody needs care, but we, you know, we're talking about caring in care plans in this particular conversation. And the more we normalize it, the more it will become, inverted commas, normal. And we all hate the word normal, but we want it, some things to be normal, don't we? That's what we need to be doing. Absolutely. And I think it echoes the systems that are in place in terms of what are the genders and sexualities of the researchers, the scientists of those funding these projects. You know, it's only been 20 years since we got the full medical uh, knowledge of the clitoris. And that was by a woman who was doing the research. So when you think about that, it just it just blows your mind. The fact that we are so far behind on women's health and around sexuality as well and how the two interplay. We've always got new words and phrases and descriptors coming up, which is absolutely brilliant unless those gatekeepers are not educated enough and not even interested in finding out. So I think all the work around awareness to bring in that change and to bring in that level of comfort is so, so important. I'm interested when you said that we are, it's still 90s. Do you mean things like we still go with the medical model that um, there is a problem with the individual instead of looking at actually the world is not set up? for this diversity, particularly when it comes to intersectionality. You know, you've mentioned around disability and queerness, 
and any other protected characteristics that that individual might have as their experiences. Diva. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. We're slowly moving forward in some areas, but again, I know this is a bit care heavy, this conversation, but in that area particularly, and there are people that, you know, need support. That's the reality of it. We are years and years behind. Then you want to add another layer of LGBTQ plus community, being queer, whatever. Hell no, that's a whole nother conversation. It's so difficult. And that equally comes back to this infantilization. It's like, wait a minute, you're disabled. And now you're trying to tell me you're queer too? Like, don't blow my mind. Some care homes are doing amazing jobs. They are. But what happens, and I see this very regularly, is that you have maybe three or four members of staff that are really trailblazing this and really pushing this forward, but they're battling against the tide of all the other staff. And that's tiring. And after a while, when you've got hardly any staff, you're not getting paid that much money, you're completely overworked, other things take priority. That keeps happening and we feel like we get somewhere and then it all gets put on hold for a year and then you've got to start again. That's why we're really, really behind. What we want to see is more celebration in care homes there's no room for people to talk about sex full stop if you for people then to talk about their identity as a queer person where can they even go to start having those conversations unless they've acquired their disability and they're all very well established as a queer person and then people can take note of that but then that doesn't mean there's any room for that in that care home they just become very vanilla then Oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's that self 
fulfilling prophecy and, and you are stuck in that space in terms of allies and I'm loath to ask this question because I see it comes up a lot you know in terms of somebody for me as a person who's non-disabled to say oh what can I do as an ally as a queer ally you know what how can I help how can I help by asking those sorts of questions sometimes it pushes the responsibility off me and says will you just tell me what to do instead of me saying right I am interested in this I am hungry for this I am going to research I mean I found you through the undressing disability Instagram page and However, so I've caveated it and then I'm still going to ask it. So feel free to push it back on me and say, well, Ali, what are you going to do? Is there a step that you would say somebody who is really being impacted by your words and what you're talking about today? And they're like, wow, this information is so new to me. Where can I start? It's such a big question, isn't it? It's about sharing the information, doing things like this. What we provide, the platform that we um, and the services that we provide are free most of them training we do charge for we don't have any funding when I set this up I could not get funding at all so all the money that we make for training goes back into the charity and it runs the undressing disability campaign and under that we run something called the love lounge and the love lounge is a free service people can write in and now what we do we offer live love lounge surgeries see my goose pimples come up I've got goose pimples as well it changes things and like well the love lounges are and the surgeries are completely private so people can write in and then it's myself and Zoe Zoe is a wheelchair user and she's a qualified counsellor now it's not a counselling session you have one hour and you have up to three sessions that you can space over six months and it's for us to sit and listen Come up with ideas about other agencies that maybe you can speak to other people, people who have acquired spinal injuries, for example, or had strokes. And sometimes people just want a space to be seen and heard and listened. And actually, they think, I don't want any answers. I just want to talk. It's honestly been amazing. So just letting people know that, that it exists, you know, and it's not just the disabled people. This is really important to say. It's the loved ones and the partners because you're going through it as well you need that support too it's about letting people know the services exist going on to our undressing instagram the more people that comment the more people that share things that it's all better for us it's it's about getting the word out there that's what's really important because the more people that are empowered the louder people's voices get and and more services and things become accessible and available to them absolutely and i know you do release obviously with full consent some clips from love lounge so that individuals can really get that sense of you haven't thought about this and this is somebody else's experience this is someone else's experience that is going to help you connect to a sense of belonging to a sense of humanity we can be this generation that helps people move through life with greater ease the letters or anyone that's written in we put up on the love lounge we anonymize them we never push out the love lounge surgeries and you never see they're completely private then we'll have discussions maybe insta lives that's when we'll have discussions maybe when people want to come in and consent and have similar kind of conversations so the surgeries are completely anonymous and they will never ever ever be sent out you know into the big wide world they're totally private if anyone's out there that's listening to this you know that wants to come in and talk to us and have an insta live with us about something or whatever again come and get in contact with us and let's do that when i got diagnosed in my condition I delved into this dark hole, you know, and I was really quite depressed about it all. I was very depressed, you know, living in chronic pain. And I'm lucky that I have psychosexual therapy on the NHS. I'm my last session next week, actually, and she's been amazing. They're like gold dust, you know, getting psychosexual therapists. I was very, very lucky because my condition is very severe. Lucky, 
unlucky, however way you want to look at it. You know, some people don't have any money and then, then there's nothing out there for them. So you have to talk, you have to be seen, you have to be heard because if you don't, you've got chronic pain going on in your body and, and then it's all going on in your head as well. And where do you go? You're, you're in a prison of pain and trauma and that's not okay. It'll just get worse. It'll manifest itself to be something even worse. Where is the best place for people to find out the work that you're doing? Well, you can go onto our general website, um, Enhance the UK, and under that you'll see the undressing disability. All our information on the website is on there, everything about the Love Lounge, Love Lounge surgeries, um, and on social media, if you, especially on Instagram, if you go onto undressing disability, you'll be able to find us, follow us, and if anyone wants to get in contact with us, then please do, because we always want to hear people, let people know they're not alone. If they just want to say hi, that's fine, but you're not alone in this journey, you know, and it's really important to know you've got support. Absolutely. Are you ready, Jenny, for some quick fire questions? Oh, God. OK, yeah, I'll be quick. Let's do it. Number one, best way to enhance a relationship? Oh, communication. Try and talk, 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 talk. And more talk. And more talk. <laughs> Number two, secrets to great sex. Oh, communication as well. But I love kissing. Sometimes we miss out kissing. And when you're in a couple for a while, you forget and you think, when was the last time we snogged? So not just snogging when you're having sex, just having a cheeky little random snog when you're doing the washing up and you go, oh, we've still got it. Yes. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. I love that. And third question, what is love? Oh, God, don't ask me. I don't know. Oh, God, I'd be a millionaire if I knew that. I don't know. I don't know what love is, but I know, I think you know when you know, you know, that you want to make someone happy. Their happiness brings you happiness and joy. Think that's what love is and knowing that love isn't just one thing it's lots of different things on different levels and your heart is big enough to love lots of multiple people and animals and that'd be okay and and it shouldn't judge you as ever it has been such a dream to talk to you thank you so so much for coming into the relationship room here at pod diva oh thank you i love talking to you thank you so much really appreciate it Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Every week we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people, celebrating and amplifying the voices of the LGBTQIA plus community. Browse our extensive back catalogue of episodes to find your favourites, from Jennifer Beals to Abby Jacobson. It's like one gorgeous, glossy magazine in your ear. Please share, rate or review us. It really does help. You can find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 